it's time for another episode of Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes. Here's your host, Terrence McCauley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes right here on the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Today, I'm joined by Stephen Conkley. He is the New York Times bestselling author of over 20 thrillers, and he has written more series than I have time to mention here. Um, he is a, uh, he's got a fantastic story, and I hope that we're going to be able to get into some of that today. Stephen, thank you for joining us. Hi, right, hey, thanks for having me. Of course. I was wondering, what is the uh, latest work that you are working on? So I've got uh, two things going right now. So I um, very recently finished, I'd say, the final edits for um, the Devin Gray series that I've been writing for like the past, I'd say the past two years. And um, two of those books are out already. And the third one's coming out in August called Wide Awake. So there's kind of a theme, uh, Deep Sleep. You know, it's, it's a uh, Russian sleeper uh, themed novel. Ooh. So we went with Deep Sleep, Coming Dawn, and Wide Awake. So, you know, there's... They, they fit nicely um, together and it's, um, yeah, it's really, it, it's been an amazing series. It's been something I want to write for a very long time. Um, one of my favorite novels is uh, Nelson DeMille's uh, The Charm School. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, that's excellent. Among, among others. And, um, you know, I kind of, you know, when I initially pitched it, I built it as kind of a modern day uh, charm school, but, you know, with, with complete uh, complete twists. Uh, the charm school is not set in Russia. It's set somewhere else. I don't want to spoil too much, but, right. and it's a very, and it's a very, very deep, deep sleeper conspiracy, like, you know, second, you know, two or second and possibly even third generation Russians living in the U S. So it's, uh, had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, as usual, like the third book is, um, you know, whether we go on to a fourth one or not, I usually in the third book, it, people are like, I, I'm, I'm kind of tired. I need a break. Because right. there's so much, because I just do action and, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I tie everything together, but it's usually um, tied together by one one gun battle, uh, you know, chase or you, you, whatever, whatever it takes. Right. There's a little less espionage, let's put it this way, a little less espionage in the uh, third book than the first book. You know, the second book was like, kind of like making this transition, you know, to where I'm just... Uh, I'm just having a blast um, writing it. Like sometimes I don't, I mean, I always want it to end, believe me. Like I, there are times when like, I just want the book, you know, someone else to just finish the book for me or, you know, you know, Mr. T style, knock me out and then just have a finish, you know, finished book. <laughs> I would say like, my wife's like, she, she, she uh, doesn't, I don't know if she gets that reference, but that was the old, uh, whenever they, whenever they took the 18th line in it somehow, uh, Knock, um, oh, what's Bernard. his name? Uh, the, uh, or no, the the um, B. A. Brockus, Mr. T, you know, the guy. Oh, Mr. T, right when they got him <laughs> on the plane. Yes, yes. I was yeah, he's always like, I'm not flying. Yes. I'm not flying, and then he wakes up, and then yeah, he's somewhere. Else. That's what I'd like to have happen. But um, but there, um, yeah, I know. It's, 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 it, it, it was a fun series. I could, yeah. It seems like you had a lot of fun writing it, and it was also. Uh, it's funny how some of these series, especially in the beginning parts of it. The first three are the is, are the cornerstones of sure. what even if the series goes on longer because and if you follow the Star Wars method you know the first one was trying to figure out what you had and then the second one pretty much had it and then they tried to cement it and then the third one you tried to finish it off and right it right. sounds like that's what you found here with the uh, Devlin series yeah that's um I always kind of I always write the same sort of way um, my publisher you know I think the days of like you know 
you know, the Lee Child, Jack Reacher, 48, and, uh, you know, some of these series, you know, where it's, it's you know, they're on the 30th, I, they, they must be in like wheelchairs at this point, right. you know, or, or uh, you know, uh, walking around in canes by the time uh, <laughs> you read the, read the last book. Um, right. I always write them, I always write them for two books, and then I, I leave enough open, I, I leave, um, th there's always enough there for a third, and even potentially a fourth, but my, the publisher, they, they kind of like to stick with th uh, three, it yes. seems to be um, the pre pretty standard. Um, so yeah, I write. I, that's kind of how I write it, and, and uh, you know they can end at two. Um, but uh, I always like. I always have. I always have something more, and I'm like, I don't want to put it in book two because if there's a book three, it's 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 totally expandable into like a full novel, and I and I hate to waste it. It's, it's, I'm always torn. Like, do I put this right. in there or not? Because if there's no book three, then it then I then it's almost like wasted in a way. Um, or I could write a self-published book, but I, I, I just don't have the time for that. Right, right. Yeah, you're lucky that you have, uh, you know, so much demands for your time that you're not going to be able right. to write a self-published book. That's the difference between the business aspect of this business and the yeah. creative aspect of the business, you know? Right, and I, I did that last year with, um, I, I finished off the Black Flag series, which is my, was my longest standing kind of uh, military espionage conspiracy thriller um, book um it you know and it broke off into different universes um i've dragged those characters into all my other theories in some way shape or form whether not not primary characters sometimes um because I, I just had so much fun writing them and missed them but didn't have the time and i i made the time and my wife will never let me do that again <laughs> she's <laughs> i um you know it was it was one of those like it, it, it'll just take two months i know the characters by heart i i mm -hmm. haven't plotted but every every book it, it never Two months now it's more like four or five and that that really put me in a time crunch last year so um i'm gonna not do that again <laughs> right yeah no i can uh, yeah and i'm sure your family appreciates that you're yeah. not gonna be be doing <laughs> yeah. that but it, it is funny isn't it like uh you know you, you like me you write very quickly and you know four or five Maybe. Months, you know, a lot of people take a lot of um a lot of people take a long time to to write a book but once you know the characters and you you know what you could do Sometimes four or five months is is just the right amount of time for the kind of story right. you're telling, isn't it? It is. It is, and I always fool myself into thinking like because I, you know, I I do the bulk of the writing in two months, really, honestly. Like, mm. you know, the last month being just kind of like crazy, um, and, and it doesn't matter how many how how try to pre-plan my way out of it or avoid it. This is what like like I said, my wife, she hates not hates just like like. Give yourself a break. You know why are you doing? The, you know do this, but I think it's just the way I like to write. Like everything kind of just builds that momentum, and it's it's snowball, and all the pieces are coming together, and they always, right. it always happens. I mean, if I have a deadline, you know it's going to be, <laughs> I'm I'm going to match that deadline, and about a month out, I'm going to be, you know, I'll be in this office from like seven to like eight at night, um, coming out a little bit here and there, you know, have some, you know, dinner and stuff. Um, but yeah, I. I've tried to not do that you know, over and over again. And I have, I've had some lighter deadlines where I'm not, you know, I'm finishing early and I'm not crunching, but I don't know, it's just something about it. Like, you know, really writing maybe half that book in that, that one month, if not more, because the rest of it just, it's just slow. It's slow to build yeah. up. And um, I haven't, sometimes I just haven't, I, I've worked the plot out, but not, you know, not entirely. Um, right. you know, I, I leave a lot open, you know, I, I know they're like the plotters and pantser kind of debate. I right. do a lot of plotting in the beginning, but boy, it seems seems awfully pantsy toward the 
<laughs> I mean, I know where it's going. I know the end. I know the end of the story more or less, but that last like 20% getting there is like, can be pretty crazy. I, yes, I know, I know the feeling well. It's because you train yourself to be able to work in a certain way. And I'm, I don't right. do a lot of, I'll have the plot in my mind myself, but when it comes right. actually time to writing it, all sorts of new things happen, which is why I keep doing this because it's, it's a great thrill. And it sounds like the same thing happens to you. Once you get on a tear, you stay at it until it's done. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, you know, like, so, um, you know, my wife's been out of town, um, a couple various trips and, you know, she's like, yeah, you know, you'll be able to get a ton done while I'm gone. You know, there'll be no distractions in the house except for a 11 month old puppy who just doesn't seem to, you know, want to leave me alone. But it's funny, like, I don't, I just don't work that way. Like I can't, I can't just hit 2000 words or, you know, right. a certain number a day. You know, I, I could hit four, I've hit, you know, three, 4,000, but that's when I'm in one of those tears. Um, but and any other, then, then I'll be, I'll be at like three or 400. I'll look at it and I go, what did I actually, I sat in front of this computer for, for six, you know, probably realistically six, however many hours. And I'm like, this is all I have to show. I'm like, oh gosh, you right. know, or, or, I'm, or I'm erasing the whiteboard and crying while I'm doing it. Like, yeah, <laughs> this whole area is not, <laughs> this whole line, this whole line's not going to work, you know. It just, it is a process, you know, and I don't get writer's block, but, you know, I, I do, if I slow down too much at any given point, really slow down, then I know that there's just something internally, maybe subconsciously is not working. And I, I, I'll sit and have a real hard look at um, what's left chapters, you know, you know, plot things. I mean, I've cut out entire subplot lines that I'm like, like, I must've been crazy to think I could do this, like in 90,000 right. or even a hundred thousand words. I'm like, how am I having two separate things and you know two additional things going on and, and you know in addition to the 10 i usually <laughs> 10 things i usually have so right and know. it's interesting how the the an idea that happened the night before you put on the whiteboard and then you wake up in the morning it doesn't look as good as it did only a few hours before right <laughs> absolutely you know and i always go back um that's part of my process is i'm always going back to like the last maybe five five uh however many 10 10 pages i reread them every morning and i'm like you know, just, you know, kind of play around with them and touch them up. And sometimes, you know, like even bigger things happen that throw things off. Um, so like related to the Devin Gray series, when I wrote that, I don't know, this, I guess it's not really a spoiler. Um, I, after we finished the editing, um, when Russia invaded Ukraine, I contacted my publisher and I'm like, hey, we have no idea. This book doesn't come out until October. And we have no idea what it's going to look like there um, come October. And I, I'd hate to publish, uh, you know, I hate to have us publish something that, you know, does deal directly with Ukraine um, right. and has a certain, and has a certain outcome and then right. have that outcome not, I mean, the, the outcome was a good outcome. And I was just really like, you know, back then we're like, who knows what's going to happen. And I'm like, it would be really in bad taste if, um, you know, in October I'm launching a book that's all, you know, cheery about, uh, cheery about Ukraine, you know, Ukraine, uh, throw, you know, thwarting like a, like kind of more of a coup, not not what like a full invasion, and they right. they agreed. They were they were awesome about it. Um, and we rewrote. I I rewrote uh, <laughs> a lot of heavy editing. Um, rewrote every geez several chapters and just repurposed um, repurposed it. And I just told them, like, let's just hope Russia doesn't invade Estonia by right. October. We're good to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like you just finger finger crossed that uh, this is this is yeah no more. 
But um, right, but yeah, that's but that's big. Write, yeah, you right. don't want to write something that's going to be stale by as soon as it hits the shelves. You know that that way you paint yourself into a corner, and that's not good for anybody. Right, right, yeah, and the stale. You know, it's um, I'm typically I, I feel like my novels are, and you know, readers, readers don't understand that you know you've generated the content you know, sometimes years, years in advance. Yeah. So like a lot of these ideas, um, you know, I've had this in other series where people are like, you know, how did you, how'd you like kind of predict that? Or I'm like, I, I really didn't. It just, at the time, it seemed like a thing. Um, it seemed like it would work. And this, you know, this made sense, you know, you know, with, uh, with Ukraine and, and, you know, what I had in mind with the sleepers and, you know, diff different, um, different aspects of that. But I'm like, I, I just, I just didn't feel right. Right you know, at that point, so there, there, you know, that, that added another two weeks. That cut, you know, that's two weeks cut from other stuff I had planned on doing, and uh, you know, just it's just the way the business goes, and you, you kind of go with the flow, and and um, you know, I'm lucky, lucky, uh, like my publisher is very flexible with that because um, yeah, yeah. Was, I, I I can't even tell you how worried I was from like really like like I just we can't we can't have the story as it is. <laughs> yeah, and that's your instinct too, and that it, it's not mm -hmm. like it's a. Uh, it, it's not a, a poor concern. It's actually a valid concern when you're going to be writing about something that's topical. Now, given right. your, your 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 deep background, do you in the military? Do you do a lot of research in uh, for for one of your books like this, or do you draw primarily on your experience and then maybe modernize it a little bit to what's happening today? Yeah, it's a good question. I um, you know, so I've been out for. Geez, I'm coming up on my 30-year uh, Naval Academy reunion, and I put eight years in. So, you know, it's it's been two decades since I've been in and uh, really had any direct involvement. So, right, you know, my ex my experience, you know, I, I got to serve with a lot of really cool units, um, and I saw, you know, Marine Corps, um, Navy, special, you know, special, like specialized units, and got to work with them. But, um, you know, nothing, you know, my novels are, I mean, I I think just having that military experience, you know, mm -hmm. allows you to to decipher. You know, like so. Right. You know, so so new stuff. You know, new weapons, new tactics, new um, new everything. You know, right. I, I I know where to look, and I I can kind of you know decipher. May not be the best word, but um, you know how to you know employ the equipment. I have contacts. I'll you know reach out to them. Like if I have questions, like you know writing. Like I wrote a near future series a while back. It's actually the one uh, behind me. Fractured state. And right. I'm trying to figure out, like, so you know, 2035. You know, I I lean pretty heavily on some contacts and friends who are like, you know, what, you know, what's the what is the Humvee? What what's the Humvee going to look like in 2035? What's what's being tossed around? And you know, giving some pretty good ideas um, about stuff like that. So, um, right. I mean, Google really, and and if you know what's where to look and you know what you're looking at, um, I mean, Google Google Maps. I mean, it's it's you don't you don't have to travel the world anymore. I mean. Right, and you don't have to walk the streets of Stockholm. I walked the I, I walked the streets after I had written a scene there, and um, and I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, it was like last minute. We were we were driving out, and I I just told my wife, I'm like, this scene, the street is like five blocks away from our hotel. I'm just gonna run over there. We were so busy, I never got there. Um, and I hauled over there, and wouldn't you know it? Like the street, the one entire facade of the street, like Stockholm, it has like those like, you know, like tight roads, you know two, three-story right. buildings, multicolored. The entire side that I had set a, a key scene in was um, the facade was being redone. It was nothing but scaffolding, oh. like plastic waving, you know, and the, the cafe across across the street must have shuttered down, shuttered, uh, 
you know, yeah. in the year or so. And I was like, I was, I'm like, do I even bother taking a picture of this? <laughs> <laughs> Not what I pictured it, but um, yeah. So I, um, yeah, accommodate and answer your question. Long, long answer to a quick question is, you know, I, it's, it's a combination of uh, pretty heavy research prior to um, maybe reaching out to people if I need to. And, and like really just kind of drawing on this, you know, the stuff I saw and did. And um, like I said, I didn't do anything really super, super scary high speed. Um, right. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I understand the mentality and I have a lot of friends that, you know, did do stuff like that. And, you know, I feel, yeah, I, I feel comfortable writing those scenes, you know, and, and I make stuff up. I mean, I'm, I'm all right. admitted. You know, I make it realistic. People ask me all the time, hey, is this thing real? Like, this is really cool, but I couldn't find a reference to it on, on the internet. And I'm like, mm, you got me. I actually, yeah. you know, I actually made that up, you know. But, but it's, it's an educated guess. And that's and yeah. that's based on your experience. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to have experience being a paratrooper or jumping out of a right. plane to understand that it's A, important in your story and B, what it could ultimately feel like by talking to people who've done it. Right, right. And I want it, and I want it to be realistic. You know, I, I, I sometimes, I've done it in the past, a little less lately, um, helicopter stuff, like I have like something from a Ooh. helicopter pilot's point of view. And I'm trying to get, you know, like the ease off the collective, you know, this and that. But, you know, I, I realize I'm like, I have literally spent two days, you know, probably of research time, like, figuring out how, I mean, I, I could probably fly a helicopter at this point. I, I can't, I'm not going to, I want to, I won't understate how difficult that is. I have a number of friends that do, but, you know, like, but I want to get some of that verbiage right. And some of that, you know, um, you know, just even, even aircraft stuff, you know, like it, it seems like kind of excessive, but, um, but, but I like, I enjoy it. And I, and I have never had anyone say, God, you, you screwed that up so badly. Like, right. you know, you're unforgiven for that, you know? So, right, you're not, you're not writing a textbook on on that part of the uh, right. of the plot. You're just using it there to accentuate what you're where you're trying right. to go with the story. And yeah, yeah there, there there is a good line between um, hinting toward it and delving into later Tom Clancy world, which had a lot of acronyms and a lot of systems information. And you know, you're not writing that kind of book. It's great for Clancy, you know, he's he's you know famous and well-regarded yeah. and deserves it, but that's not the kind of book you necessarily want to say. Right, and, and you know, in, in the day and age, it may not be dead, but I mean, the day and age of a 600 to a thousand, mm. you know, thousand page novel, I mean, I, I, I came close to writing one, um, Black Flagged, uh, the third book, Apex. It was okay. about, it came in at about 150, 160,000 words when it was done. Um, and I and I I had a good friend of mine actually stop me from adding another thirty or forty onto it because you know he was like this is a this is a novel in its own which it did become but I was right. I was prepared to do that and that was back in the self publishing days when I, I didn't really have hardcore deadlines you know it was more like just wanted to get material and get you know get good stuff right. out there so um, but I, I would there's no way I would do that now. I mean, I, um, and no publisher would pay you for it either. No, you know, no. Or, 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 I mean, really 90 to hundred thousand, maybe a little more that that's, you know, commercially the most viable, um, uh, I think target point in, in this genre. I mean, if you're writing fantasy, right. uh, J.R. Martin stuff, 5,000 yeah. pages, go for it. Wish you'd yeah, write, exactly. wish you'd write just one, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The one but, that everyone's waiting for, but yeah, I know that's the, um, and that's funny too, because I think in, in the fantasy world, um, if, if you have a book that's too thin, people aren't going to invest the time in it because they right. want world building. And right. our readers and thrillers, they do want world building to a point, but 
after a while, they, they're there for the guns and the explosions and the tension. Right, yeah, and all the plot twists and, the, and then this yep. and that. And, um, right, right. So, yeah, could I, could I go into, you know, some great detail? I mean, you know, I get accused somewhat. And my, you know, this is what's been great with, you know, working with this publisher is, um, I, I would imagine anyone, is, you know, they, they pulled stuff of that, you know, a lot of that back. Like, you know, do you really need to describe this? Right, Michael, or scope, or you know, I, I was I'm completely guilty in the past of, you know, whatever they call it, gun porn, you know, <laughs> just, you know, whatever the term the term is, right. you know, you yeah, know, gun like, you know, I think is what they call it with the yeah. with the John Wick gun foo, yeah, which is kind yeah, of a cool gun, term, gun foo, and and you know, an author I think that does it does it well um, because of his experiences, uh, Jack Carr, yeah, so, like when you when you read you know you read his work, you know, yeah, there's you know, he might spend a lot of time on a tip, uh, on a bullet type, mm -hmm. um, or right, you know, right. I mean, you know, really talking about the different grains and different this and that, and you know, it's like, you know, I love it. I'm, I'm just like, this is cool. Um, I sure. could see some, I could see some readers, you know, out, you know, you know, periphery readers, maybe genre periphery readers, like being like, ah, this is, this is a lot, but and he, this is the, you know, that's what he did, and that's yeah. that's important to him. Um, so. Like I said, my publisher is cool with that too. If I'm like, hey, I really want to have this in there because I think it's, I think it's you know cool, and I think the readers will enjoy it um, because yeah, it's something you just don't know about, you know, typically. So um, yeah, it adds flavor to what you're you're trying right. to do, and uh, yeah, and he's also really great about talking about the craft and everything else. I I was on a panel with him once, uh, right before the Terminal List came out and before he really hit it big, mm -hmm. and people said, oh, was he nice? Did you guys get along? And I always say, well. He didn't kill me, so I'm assuming we're cool because <laughs> that guy could do an awful lot of damage if he wants. To. He's a big guy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't and realize he's cool it. and he's super talented yeah, yeah. too. I mean, that's yeah. the thing with him. He's I, he's got a great way of of taking the complex and making it accessible. What is the? Uh, you said earlier that you were working on something new, and I'd love it if we could talk a little bit about that in the time we have remaining. Yeah, so um, I'm kind of I'm not shifting gears. I'm kind of just changing up things a little bit, you know, I had, a, I had a good talk with my publisher about, you know, maybe kind of writing something a little different, you know, a little more mm -hmm. um, mainstream is not the word. Um, you know, when you look at like the, you know, the, the majority of the books that uh, my publisher puts out, um, Thomas and Mercer and mystery, you know, thriller and crime, a lot of right. it is um, crime, a lot of it is mystery. Um, and, and it's all, I mean, it's all thriller as well, suspense, but, you know, I, right. I, I think I'm in, you know, I, I definitely have kind of carved out a niche as, um, you know, one of their uh, espionage kind of military-ish style, you know, mm -hmm. they, they definitely in the, in the beginning didn't, you know, they didn't want just a first person shooter, you know, type mm -hmm. of a story, you know, and I'm like, you know, that, you don't have to worry about that. Um, so like, yeah, we were just kind of talking and, and, you know, like I'm thinking I would love to like, you know, dip my toes into some aspects and angles of, um, of I would say more, more of their commercial, you know, like wider stuff. Right. Well, while keeping, you know, and they and they were like, as soon as I said, like, yeah, we, but you, you know, you write what you write, and um, you know, we don't want to lose the CIA, the espionage. I mean, they don't want right. to lose those aspects, and you know, they're like, you know, and readers, you know, they expect it from your work, and and I, so yeah, so I came up with a hybrid concept that is going to start out, um, is kind of a serial killer hunt, and then morph into a uh, you know a massive conspiracy. So. You know, mm. it, the story, it centers around like a kind of a specialized task force um, called Artemis. It's named after the uh, Greek goddess of the hunt. And okay. they're, um, 
so they're kind of a band of misfits not not a slow horse kind of situation but right everyone everyone on the team is there for a reason whether personally they will absolutely wanted to be there um because they've been affected by you know had like a you know family member murdered or something like that um or they were sent there as it's essentially a punishment like kind of like you know the the leader of the team said you know I'll, I'll take this person. They have skill. They have a skill I need. So yeah, it right. starts out with them hunting. Uh, they're hunting uh, basically a spree killer. Um, and I've identified a pattern and the pattern is um, it's going to lead them in a, in a, you know, an unusual direction, not, not, not typical for the genre. So right. it, it'll be a little bit of a procedure, procedural. I hate using that word, I know, um, but it works, it, it, you know, in the beginning. And then as, like I said, by the end of the book, it'll be a full scale, uh, I say Conkley novel. <laughs> it'll it'll get there. It'll get there a lot quicker. But um, I've been having fun, kind of like kind of exploring this different aspect. Um, you know, um, not necessarily like profiling. That you know, the team doesn't have a dedicated profiler, but right. It's a really kind of a unique team with uh, you know hostage rescue capable people. Um, um, they have their own medical examiner, a doctor. You know, that travels. You know, like and you know, and then they have a little convoy. They go around. They have an RV with some limited gear they have surveillance people it's really kind of like a jack of all trades team um it's right. definitely not like a, a special forces you know um you know knock down drag them out a team but they do have some people with that capability yeah so right. um yeah i'm looking forward to like um you know i'm about 10 15 000 words into it you know just really kind of feeling out the characters you know getting their dialogue you know really i with the new series it's in when you have a team uh, part of me is like, eh, I kind of wish I just, <laughs> it was just one person. <laughs> right, right. I always have these kind of complex teams and, um, you know, it's just hard. You can't have everyone talking and no. you, you really have to kind of figure out, you know, who's going to stand out and how are they going to be utilized. So, um, yeah, so we're looking at probably, you know, it'll probably be, like I said, I'll write it for two books and hopefully there'll be a third. It's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of material and it's going to draw in a little bit of sleeper angle. There's not with Russians, but it's, it's, it's going to take a lot of the aspects I've kind of developed in the, you know, Devin Gray and the Ryan Decker books and um, kind of put them to work um, in one series, you know, with, with this kind of different, you know, different initial focus, at least. Right. Um, on, on crime, you know, with the FBI. Sure. Yeah. No. And, and it's amazing. I, you know, a lot of the authors that I've spoken to in this podcast talk about having to keep the creative font fresh because if you stay with one type of story for way too long, right. it's not rewarding to us. So it sounds like you see the value in trying to uh, take on new challenges in your craft. Yeah. And, and I, you know, and I get, I have to say I get bored, but um, with, with, you know, one aspect, one angle, um, I don't, even within my series, I, I think I break it up from book to book. You know, my, my mm -hmm. series do tend to flow, like not day to day, but um, serial. I, if you look at like the biggest complaints and reviews in my books, it's like, oh, you know, the story didn't end. It didn't, uh, you know. Right. They're, they're, they're reading Game of Thrones. If everyone's fine with it, you know, just, you know. <laughs> and, I, and I tie stuff up at, you know, whatever's going, but there's always more. And, and it's not like three years later, typically. It's like, you know, a week later, you know, now they're moving on to something they discovered in the first book. Um, but um, yeah, it's been, yeah, it, it, it was not, it, it's been a nice shift, you know, I have to say, you know, mm -hmm. it's, research has been a little more intensive than I was kind of hoping for, but yeah, right. I got time. And um, I like, I just can't, 
I can't, I can't imagine, I know readers, some readers love it and obviously um, authors must love it too because how can you write 30 books with the same character? Right. And not, right. and not, and not want to like, you know, jump out of, jump out of a when I mean, I'm on a second floor, so I don't know. <laughs> that just, be, that, that would just result in the dog bark, all the dogs in the neighborhood barking. That's all I would, <laughs> most damage I would do. But um, yeah, I just, I, I'm not like that. I, um, and even my Black Flag series, I wrote four of them and I was like, all right, you know, what else can I work on here? Um, right, right. And so I, I do have a lot of series. You do. And you've also, um, you've also dabbled in uh, speculative fiction, sci-fi kind of yeah, uh, yeah. area, haven't you? I mean, did, didn't I say one of your books uh, may have had something of a zombie theme? It is. Yeah. So the Zulu virus chronicles. Um, but, you know, I took basically a virus that was created in my first series and, um, and like, yeah, pure speculation. And I even said that, that uh, you know, I, I've wrapped it in, you know, now that that other series is done, I've wrapped it in, um, it's, you know, as a spinoff, like a direct spinoff. But originally I had no, I didn't really know how it would tie in, how it would work, um, having not finished that series. And I just said, basically, this is like a speculative alternate universe where, you know, this virus gets out where, the, you know, the team in Black Flag does not stop you know, does not stop mm -hmm. the virus from being released or, or, or it gets stolen and it's stored and, you know, then, you know, eventually released. So yeah, it's, um, I enjoy doing that stuff. I, um, one of the, one of the works I, I mean, I'm, I would say most proud of, um, it, it's, it's little known as, um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the author, Blake Crouch. Yes. Great so writer. yeah, yeah, no, he's yeah, fantastic. And, um, his Wayward Pines trilogy, um, when it first came out, um, they had, uh, Amazon Kindle worlds where you could write fan, you could do fan fiction. And, right. um, and I was chatting with him and, you know, he, and he just asked, like, he say, Hey, would you be interested in writing, you know, like a novella for it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, why not? And, you know, he sent me some right. source material and I started, yeah, you know, 30, 40, yeah, like, yeah, about a 30,000 word novella taking the characters. I'd, I'd love the series. And, um, that turned into a second novella. And this basically turned it that my entire summer was, taken up writing these uh, novellas, which we combine into a, a novel, which um, he's authorized, uh, you know, to continue to be sold. So, I, and I love, I mean, that was just, that was a ton of fun taking someone else's idea and um, then building up, a, you know, a character that wasn't explored, wasn't really right. um, that deeply um, looked, looked into uh, during his original series. And then I just ran with it. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a blast. So yeah. I could see, I, I could see writing in multiple genres. Um, it just you know this this is the one right now right yeah no and that's that's the best thing a writer can do for themselves is to make sure that they keep themselves fresh and are always looking for new challenges and i think the readers enjoy that too they like it when a uh, writer tries something new even if they don't read it like i delved into right. westerns and there's not a lot of you know they have their own dedicated audience but i right. think people are interested to see well you know what i, I like this other stuff let's see if he can give a Western a shot. And so you're, you're right. doing the same thing with your career, which is admirable. Yeah, I'm, I've, been, I've been enjoying it. I'm not going to stray too far, <laughs> like you said. Right. You know, and, and you know, that wasn't what my publisher, you know, what, what they were suggesting at all. They were just like, hey, you know, if you want to try to, you know, tap into maybe a wider market um, or just keep, do, you know, doing, do exactly what you're doing. It's it's working. Um, I said, yeah, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll, de I'll definitely do that. I, I'll probably go running back to like, like running back to uh, mom and dad, you know, wrapping my, arm, <laughs> my arms around it, like the uh, conspiracy espionage military-esque, uh, you know, thriller uh, 
uh, elements. Um, definitely not going to let those go or stray too no. far. <laughs> no, so. no. It, but it's all about uh, it's all about pushing the boundaries so that when we do yeah. return to our core stuff, it's it's fresh and and entertaining. Um, what are the best ways that people can track you on uh, social media and see what you're doing? Um, I'm, I'm on track. I'm untrackable. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm writing. I'm writing from a bunker. No. Um, I think uh, stephenconkley.com. You can find everything there, um, and you can also link to um, from there. You can link to. I have. A, I, I run a Substack, which is basically my blog now. I kind of moved away mm -hmm. from a kind of a traditional blog, and it's um, you know, it's it's free. There, you can subscribe um, for extra content, extra stuff. Right. Um, sign books, sign books, and things like that. But um, but you know that's that's where it, you know that's where I do put out you know all the latest and greatest news. Um, I'm kind of okay. I've kind of drifted away from. I, I put it on Facebook as well, and you can find me there. Um, I I'll, I don't see going anywhere. Um, like I said, Twitter is kind of. I don't know. I don't know what what's going on there anymore. I know. Uh, I'll I'll keep my um I'll keep my handle. I actually I turned it off uh, while while I've been writing just uh, so I don't get distracted, but, um, but I'll, I'll keep a presence there. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty searchable and easily findable, but like to look at, to get a good breakdown of all my series and how the books fit together, like the black flag world specifically, um, stephenconkley.com is by far the, you know, the best place to go. Great, great. Well, I'm sure that a lot of people are gonna be checking out your site so they can see what's going on with you for your latest and greatest stuff. And I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Hi, Terrence. Hey, thank you for having me on. Really enjoyed it. No problem at all. Thank you. Uh, this has been another edition of Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes right here on the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. And once again, if you are in the market for a new thriller, I suggest you check out bestthrillerbooks.com. They've got the best reviews and giveaways of anybody in the business. Thank you very much, everyone, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to Spies, Lies, and Private Eyes with host Terrence McCauley on Authors on the Air Global Radio Network.